Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitment. Setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one. Body Armor Light, the low-calorie, zero-sugar-added sports drink. Shop now at Walmart. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to The Nature Connection, Science, Wildlife, and Environment Radio, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is June 24th, 2022. And welcome to Big Blend Radio's Nature Connection Show. We are airing live. Even last month, we were airing live with this show. And, and, you know, a lot of times we're recording via Zoom and everything. But you never know what's going to happen because, as you know, Nancy and I travel full-time across the country documenting parks and public lands. Last month, where were we, Nancy? Do you remember where we were? No. (laughs) (laughs) We we were in Linwood, Washington last month. And since then, we've been to Lubbock, Texas. Fayetteville, Arkansas, and today we're in Kansas City. So we did go to Kansas City, everybody, and we're here in an area called Prairie Village, and it's beautiful. We've got some of the biggest oak trees and trees I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. It's beautiful. Um, So that's where we are today. And, you know, we're doing these shows. You know, this year is a big year for us, a big blend. Uh, We're 25 years old in this country with our mm-hmm. Big Blend magazines, all digital now, all started as print back in the cut-and-paste days. I don't know. Some people may not even know what that means. But anyway, back in the day when magazines were printed, um, and uh, 15 years for Big Blend Radio and 10 years of us traveling on our Love Your Parks tour documenting parks and public lands. So we're inviting old friends, new friends on live shows as part of our anniversary celebrations. I encourage you to keep up with us at Big Blend radio.com and every fourth uh friday we host the nature connection show it's a collaboration with our friend margo carrera who's a fine art nature photographer hopefully she'll join us today um but you know this is something about a year and a half almost two years ago nancy we went to erie pennsylvania home Mm -hmm. of a very popular state park called Presque isles known for its beaches its history its natural biodiversity and uh, we stayed there, and we went because we connected with Steve and Lisa over at Spencer House Bed and Breakfast uh, in, in this just historic district. They have an amazing historic bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were looking at all the things we could cover. And, of course, this was, you know, COVID times. And so we're running around with our masks on. We still do that today. And um, <laughs> one of the places that we found out about was not only Press Kyle and, of course, the Wine and Brew Trail, right? <laughs> we found out about wineries, breweries, uh, public arts. Um, and listen, this is an, you've got to go to Erie, and it's, this is definitely a time of year to go. But we heard about Asbury Woods, and uh, we took a trip out there and went and found out about their environmental center, their nature center, which is award-winning and an incredible – they have the best roof – garden ever Mm. Um, but there are also over 200 acres of forest and meadows and just wildflowers and it's an amazing place and we uh, you know talked with Jennifer Farrar who's the uh, executive director and you know I'm getting all their press releases and they seem to have a whole bunch going on we're like 
soon. We have to connect with them again and find out what's going on because there's meadow restorations, all kinds of good things. And so we're going to welcome Jennifer back to the show. How are you, Jennifer? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, connecting again. And hey. it's another beautiful day in Erie, PA, 75 degrees and blue skies. So wow. <laughs> it is definitely the time to vi- of year to visit Erie. <laughs> oh, that's nice. beautiful. That's some nice weather, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we, spent, uh, we arrived on my birthday in Erie and caught a sunset at, um, mm-hmm. at Presque Isle. And it was just like, what? This is unbelievable. And you do feel like you're at the ocean. It feels like a beach town. I know it's a city, but it feels like a beach town to me. But then you wouldn't think that when you go to Asbury Woods. You're like, how did how did that happen? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. You, it's A lot is packed into a little area that you can experience when you visit here. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. I want to bring our guest co-host, Margo Carrera, who we do this show with every fourth uh, Friday back on the show. Margo is an amazing nature photographer, and I encourage you to go to our website, CarreraFineArtGallery.com. Margo, how are you? Are you in sunny San Diego? You never know. She could be traveling somewhere. How are you? <laughs> Hi there. I am at home in sunny San Diego, and it's a beautiful day here. Cool. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Good to be with you all. Hey, it's good to have you back on the show. I'm glad you – you know what? We're having a stormy day in Kansas City, and it's nice and cool compared to we what are. we're going to get tomorrow. I'm just going to say that now. Cool but we is have, a blessing. You know, rain is good. Rain is good, yeah. and um, we want more for the Southwest, and uh, California definitely uh, needs more. Just keep sending it that way. Um, you know, let's let's go over to Asbury Woods. Uh, Jennifer, you know, this is the thing. We, we talk a lot about environmental education. We look at what's going on with climate change on the show, and we also talk about conservation. And I think it's very interesting how Asbury Woods was founded because it's a, there, it, it, you can go hiking in the woods. There's lots of trails, and it's beautiful. But I just remember when we were there and you were talking to me, Nancy, and telling us about the history and some of these trees were planted. And weren't some of the founders of the organization itself actually involved in the paper mill industry and this is kind of the beginning of this amazing project which is Asbury Woods. Yeah, absolutely. The um gentleman who owned the original parcel that um that became Asbury Woods, he and his brother owned um a, a paper mill here locally, Hammer Mill Paper Company. They um had uh you know, emigrated here from Germany with their father and started this paper company because Erie, being right on the lake, had a resource they needed, which was plentiful fresh water. Um, So he owned, this was his sort of um, cottage and farm outside the city. He lived in downtown Erie and and were west of the city, and this was his cottage and farm. And well, he did have some animals and things here. He also planted just a ton of variety of trees um, as they were mm. sort of doing some experiments for their paper mill. And he donated upon his death, he donated his, his farm, Asbury Farm, he called it, to a local school district. And the D, his will says, I'm donating it to the Mill Creek Township School District for recreational and educational uses. Um, that was 1957, so a lot has changed in in that time with additional parcels being added to it over the years and ownership changing from a school district to our nonprofit, which, you know, is um, mm-hmm. 
you know, conservation and education-minded. But, you know, to this day, we still honor that original intent of that gift of being for um, outdoor public recreation and in education. So it's really kind of a fascinating story and, you know, really ties into the history of Erie. I mean, they were a huge industrialist and, and made a huge impact, yeah. he and his brother, on our entire um, city for the years that they were here. Yeah, you know, that's. I think that's what's so interesting about Erie. I mean, there's that one section when I think Nancy and I, it, it was really Pennsylvania that opened our eyes, having been in the West so much on our tour mm-hmm. at that time. It was Pennsylvania just as a state. And then when we got to Erie, the Industrial Revolution just, like, hit us, like a ton of bricks, mm-hmm. literally. Because you have a ton of bricks in that one district, and we're like, wow, this is like the whole Carnegie thing. That whole history is right there. And it's yeah. amazing to see how Erie, you know, I know like the Hagen House and, and you know, the um, or the Hagen, or the Hagen History Center, how the History Center mm-hmm. really, yep. really preserves and interprets the history. And then also Presque Isle with, you know, and then just, you know, going through the downtown I mean, the history is incredible, but the Industrial Revolution, and then you go, oh, but listen, we're, part, we're still part of nature. And I think that is something very unique um, because a lot of times those kind of communities, they could be left off the grid in regards to protecting nature. So I think that's, that was pretty amazing. And, and that's yeah, it, whole, it is amazing that, job. Yeah. that we do still have, you know, and our Asbury Woods is, um, it, it's pretty amazing that we have this acreage that is, basically plopped in the middle of suburbia and we've been able to protect it <laughs> and um, conserve this mm. land, you know, for wildlife and, you know, and plant species and, and of course human use as well. So it's pretty neat that, you know, as the city expanded and, and moved out from that city center that um, thanks to, you know, the thinking of, of, of people who planned ahead like um, Otto Barron that it was preserved and we were able to maintain that and be this incredible resource. It's actually funny. We were talking about you on a show about six months ago. We had a gentleman on, and he wrote the book Burning Ground, and um, it's about the history of Yellowstone National Park because this year is the centennial of Yellowstone being a national park and the history of it. And he, you know, was a docent there, but he was in the paper mill industry, and he started talking about Pennsylvania. I'm like, hey, have you been to Asbury Woods? He knew exactly where you were. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is so funny. I know. It's just so funny. We're like, we had this whole conversation about you, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm remembering everything right. Jennifer, uh, tell me. So this part reason why you're on the show today to just, you know, make sure I'm to fact check this. Oh, that's <laughs> and, funny. But it was so funny because he's part of that industry, and, and through that he also learned about conservation because I think that's something we don't realize, you know, when you have these big industries about mm-hmm. the restoration part, the conservation because we may, as you know, some of us you would go, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we're making paper, so therefore, are we not giving back into replanting trees? And so it's it's good to see you turn for the trees. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For for what how Asbury Woods is now, um, the education center is kind of like the nucleus. You know, I'm just going from what Nancy and I experienced when we went there. Obviously, there's, I, I'm sure there's a lot of residents and visitors that come. We'll take, you know, go out and hike and everything because it is a, you can go all year round, uh, go snowshoeing in the winter. But um, when we were there, it just really seemed like the education center is like the hub, the nucleus of 
what makes everything work, especially for youth. Yeah, I'd say that a lot of our, you know, for, definitely for kids and families who are visiting in our school groups, the nature center is definitely sort of the hub of activity. Um, but what's really neat is that we have this whole other segment of people who use our property, and they probably never set foot on the 50 acres that surround the nature center because they're just out doing their own outdoor recreation um, and just use the trails and they never even I'll, I'll talk to them all the time oh I haven't been in that nature center in 20 years you know but they're Ooh. just coming and enjoying the trails on their own um, you know they're hiking they're mountain biking they're walking their dogs they're taking their kids down to, to wade in the creek on a summer day so we really have a variety of users and we always say well we capture all these numbers all this data on how many school kids and how many people came to a community festival and how many came to a public program about rain barrels or owl prowls i said but take whatever that number is and probably quadruple it and that's the number of people we never see or never know that we're here they just come and use the trails and we're so happy we can provide that resource that it's just free and open to the public um to do so I think when people get to have that opportunity, they um, also become better stewards of the land and protecting it, right? So, like, if somebody said, hey, we want to come build a bunch of homes on those 200 acres, I think you're going to find that you're going to have this big mass of people saying no. You know? Well, that's exactly how it came to be that um, Asbury Woods, the nonprofit, owns it, the Mill Creek Township School District. I mean, I give them all the credit in the world for maintaining this for several decades, but it was getting to the point where they couldn't really justify on their budget maintaining a nature center, you know, 200 acres of, of, of property, a sugar, a working sugar shack, a historic mm-hmm. barn. It just, you know, it doesn't make sense necessarily for a um, school district to be in the conservation business. And so they were like, you know, are we going to sell parts of this? And, and um, luckily at the time we had um, some leadership who – they were sort of a friends, a support group, um, helping with some projects. They they said, you know what, we can't lose Asbury Woods. We have like one shot at this to raise the mm-hmm. money and buy this from the school district and make sure it's a land trust and it's conserved forever for, for the people of Erie County and for visitors. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the threat, when there was a threat of it being – lost and sold and developed the amount of community support that came out of the woodworks um you know lawn signs everywhere save asbury woods and um you know we it was they made it happen so that um here we are and now the nonprofit wow. owns it and um you know hey what's up it's alex morgan and for me the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one body armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals Buy any Body Armor products at your local store, and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. And the land is is protected. When you live in a city city, not a small town, but city, you really need relief. You know, you need the wildlife areas like this and and the trees and everything to make living in the city more fun, more beautiful, more just more healthier, for sure, healthier. You can't just have concrete everywhere all the time. That'd be so boring. 
You know, <laughs> just think how boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. <laughs> yeah, monotonous and boring. Yes, yeah, I need to see the boring. changing seasons, the col- the colors and the yeah. leaves and I remember that flowering plants. Yeah. Part of the yeah. conversation when we saw you when we went to the woods is like you're saying, no, no, we get out all four seasons here. We have the fall. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. we did experience fall that mm-hmm. year in Pennsylvania, and then next year. And listen, you guys do get cold, and like, but we did it. And the fall colors in Pennsylvania, holy cow, oh, like, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Mm. I just, you could just, I mean, you just <laughs> sit on a bench and drool at this. It is incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, I can yeah. imagine in winter, I mean, I've seen photos, too, on your, on your side. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, look at this. You really can go four seasons. And what I really mm-hmm. loved, too, when we were there, you just completed a trail system right outside the education center, uh, the nature center, and it, it's ADA compliant, right? So if you're in a wheelchair oh, or moms with strollers, mm-hmm. you can get out there. And so That's you're cool. like saying, there's no excuse to get out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that sounds bad. I didn't mean it that way. But you're no, open but to everyone. that's what we're trying to do. Everyone, you know, even if you have some mobility issues, some of my favorite people that I've run across on that boardwalk, and it, I mean, it is beautiful. It's eight feet wide. Mm-hmm. There's handrails. Mm-hmm. The, there's the ramps. It's yeah. it's beautiful. But I've run into people who, um, you know, they're longtime nature lovers and, and enjoyers. They've walked the trails for years, and then you know they need a hip replaced or a knee replaced, mm-hmm. right? And so mm. instead of, like, walking around their house or their neighborhood, they're coming and using our boardwalk. They're like, because at least here, oh, cool. I, my doctor says I need to walk. I need to move. And they're mm-hmm. out there on that boardwalk, you know, because there's a railing and they can have right. their walker or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, I need to move. And it makes me so much more motivated to come and do it here at Asbury Woods on this boardwalk, oh. you know, because I'm and walking through the trees. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so incredible. Helps. Yeah, nature helps. I want to go to Marco because I feel – I feel very sad that she's on the show and she hasn't been to Asbury Woods yet. I feel like this is so mean. We're, we're like, you know, we're just. We're I'm drooling from, here. I know. You, I know because it is so beautiful. And um, listen, I, we've tasted what comes out of that sugar shack and um, you guys gave us little, little samples and it was really good. I'm just saying. Um, but Margo, you know, we always talk about, you know, who's coming on the show, what the focus is on the show. What what are your, you know, views of this? You know, I know you've looked at the website and everything. When you look at it and looking towards what can we do for the environment today, what would you say from the outside perspective, having not been there yet, I'm going to put a yet on there because you never know with Margot. She'll go That's with right. her flowers and trees <laughs> and nature. What What are the things that you think, you know, look positive? Is it from the education side with kids and, and adults? Or the re- well, recreation. I was just uh, listening to what she was saying about the boardwalk and uh, a place where somebody, uh, either on a wheelchair or a walker, or somebody that just really needs to get in nature to to feel the healing forces there and and just and just feed their soul is what I I when I go in nature I. I'm literally feeding my soul. I feel wonderful. And when I heard you say that, I was so, so pleased because just this um, past year, I had um, I had lost my ability to walk uh, for a short period of time, about six months. 
And all my uh, life has been with my camera going out in nature and taking pictures and hiking and and not being able to do that was hard on me. And mm-hmm. So the thought that, you know, I could go with my family even if... I, I can walk now, by the way. <laughs> Thank God. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long haul, but... I'm sorry, I, but six I, months, I, you say, oh, short time, six months. Short I'm, time. Like, I'm like, ah. dude, like if you did that to me for a day, I'm in trouble. Like, yeah, seriously. It, it, was a, it was a rude awakening, and it... And I did very, very much miss nature, and I did very much need it at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have been very healing had I had it. But um, the fact that you have it available for people is huge, and mm-hmm. I just want to honor that you've you've taken that step and thought of those who may not as easily be able to hike, and it just makes me very happy. Yeah. yeah, I think there is a healing quality, and and Margot, your husband, uh, Jorge, uh, Dr. Jorge Carrera, as uh, integrative health, you know, that's that's his main focus. Have you seen through his practice, and and I know you've also you know worked with his patients and know them. Does does the power of nature ever come into play in integrative health? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and. And because I'm going through what I'm going through, I have metastatic breast cancer, but I'm um, I'm moving through it quite nicely. And um, sometimes I, you know, fall back. But so I have a lot of time in the uh, medical centers. And it uh, when we had our integrated wellness center, um, I used all of my nature photographs um, for all the waiting rooms all the doctors' mm-hmm. offices, and I, and then I would play this, you know, tranquil music, and and I, I noticed that the seniors were coming and and coming early, <laughs> and they were sitting in the waiting room, and they were chatting with each other. It was like a community, and and one man came up to me once, and he said to me, he says, you know, just walking in and sitting in here. Is uh, I can feel myself starting to heal, and um, so the environment that you're in, if it's clinical, um, it brings up anxiety in people, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, but the minute you see nature on the wall, they it has this wonderful calming effect. So I agree. yeah, that's one reason I do what I do is mm. um, the beautiful healing effect that um, nature has. Can we get rid of white coats, doctors wearing white coats? That's what I think needs to (laughs) So out the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. My blood pressure goes up when I see that. Yeah, as soon as you see the white coat, you want to bolt. You can't can't walk. You want it out. It's like, and then, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like, I don't know why the white coat thing even started because, like, if there's bleeding involved, now it's on the white coat. That does not look good for a patient. Right? It's like, (laughs) I know, but it's true. Sorry, I'm I sorry, think it, it was for their protection, actually. I think it was that and also bleeding. cleanliness to prove that they're clean, yeah. you know, exactly. and all of that. But still, it listen, it's 2022. We can we can have pretty patterns on the clothes now. <laughs> so, I, Jennifer, I, have you had any groups, health groups, go out ever? Do you, or if not, do you see that in the future for Asbury Woods? 
Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, we do have here. We have a lot of groups who come and use it on their own. Um, so we have quite a few, um, you know, groups that serve, um, you know, mental health um, mm-hmm. patients and, and population, and they kind of come out and use it on their own. Um, you know, and, yeah. and take walks. We have done some things with a local children's um, behavioral center, those kinds of things. And, mm. um, you know, we've talked about it a lot of, of, of ways that we could do more in that area, but it tends to be people doing it a little more informally on their own than rather yeah. wanting a, a present some formal program kind of thing. Sometimes um, that's even more difficult, especially on the mental health or the yeah, there's there's different groups that are kind of like we we just need to go and do, have that avenue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, one well, thing, um, you know, with with your center too, you've got the indoor center, and, and I love that you have bees. And I'm serious. That roof garden took me up to the top where I got to go mm-hmm. and see the roof garden from the top. Like I have all mm-hmm. these photos of it. I'm going like you have a, like a mini prairie going on. Like you yeah. you wouldn't even know. You know. So there's all these facets. And I remember you saying, No, we're not quite a garden thing. But I'm like, but you, this big garden is so beautiful yeah. here with roof gardens and things. So it's kind of like when we were there, what I really got out of it was that you showed the full cycle of nature. And you've got to think, and even your website, when you go into the history section of the website, you talk about like Asbury Woods doesn't start with the people. It starts like hundreds and thousands of years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, which I love because we forget that part of natural history. Mm-hmm. But um you really show this web of life, the connectivity. So when kids go in, they understand the symbiosis and how different organisms interact with each other and how they benefit each other. So if one species goes away, how that would negatively impact the web of life. I think that you do a really good job of that and then being able to go outside and take a walk or a stroll or, you know, go see the wildflowers. That We did that one trail. It was just I, all these wildflowers I've never seen before, and um, we did get a bunch of mud on our shoes for our next, <laughs> next appointment, but we didn't really care. Um, that's how we roll. Don't ever ask Nancy Sly to look decent for anything at any time. We pet no. them on parks, and that's that. But um, you know, it it you know just I think there's this really full perspective, and I think you actually do need to go more than once to get it all in because you've done so much so well there. Yeah, they're really, you're right. I mean, we do have kind of the full spectrum. We have some areas that are, you know, very purposeful sort of cultivated gardens. Um, You know, then we have some garden areas that are very wild and natural. And then, of course, it rolls into forest areas and there's wetland areas and a whole creek watershed that, you know, Walnut Creek, which is a major tributary of Lake Erie, um, goes through our property. And so it has this great opportunity to talk about, you know, how um, what happens in, in on our property and through that Walnut Creek watershed, how that affects the larger, um, you know, health of the lake. So there is a lot of lessons to be learned here, um, and, and it takes a you, – you could just take it in. I mean, I take it in every day, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm still learning about yeah. it. So. And, and Linda looks very healthy and happy. <laughs> you know, that's your, like an awesome office. You can't beat that. You know, but you're also doing all these programs and projects. So let's let's go into – so you can go to the Nature Center, right? So people, visitors, and locals can – 
go take a hike. You don't you don't have to check in anywhere. You can just mm-hmm. go hike on your yeah. schedule. Um, just be nice to the trails. Um, actually, you know what I have to say? What going back to nature and the health part of it? When we were on the trail, you know, we pets it's always with animals. We met a lady with a three-legged pit bull that she had rescued <laughs> who was blind, and this, this pit bull, <clears throat> so sad, um, was re- it was born that way because of bad breeding by certain groups that I won't get into, but um, <clears throat> it, it's something that does actually happen. There's just bad puppy mill kind of things, and mm-hmm. so she rescued this dog, and she's like, the dog was completely hairless. Uh, I mean, the story was insane. Like, this dog is still alive. This is an, a miracle. But she was taking the dog into the woods mm-hmm. every day so that it could use its other senses because of being blind. So mm-hmm. it could sniff, mm-hmm. use its senses, and actually build up its body to still be able to walk and be three-legged. And it was amazing to see that dog be so happy and he had, you know, with other brothers and sisters, not necessarily biological, but with, with him. But, I, I mean, it, this dog's part of its life story is Asbury Woods and healing. And there was like one, yeah. I, I don't know if they're all pet friendly, but that one portion, uh-oh, maybe it's not, is, is it pet friendly? Because she's been going there all the time and you better let her. <laughs> oh, our trail, our trail, yeah, our trails are pet friendly, yes. See, the dogs are agreeing yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes my dog's in my office with me some days, so okay, <laughs> we're very pet friendly. Yeah. I know, that's so funny. The dogs here just start barking. They knew we were talking about bro- the dogs. They were but, like, wait, no. Yeah, but if you, I don't know if you've seen the lady with her dog, but, I mean, this was, like, quite a story. When we were there, we were like, wow, I, you know, we always think so much about us humans, right? And here's this dog mm-hmm. regaining or actually gaining life force yeah. by going mm-hmm. to Asbury Woods. So there's so many benefits of having natural places for humans and pets and, you know, all those, and for all the natural habitat. But um, the education center, tell us a little bit about the main programs that you have with youth and with someone, what can someone experience at the education center and then um, for the different seasons too? Yeah, I mean, each season we publish um, just a ton of programs that we do. Um, some of them, you know, you pay a nominal fee. Some of them you have to register for, and some are just drop-in kind of things. So, you know, we do nature safaris and pond safaris and owl walks and rain cool. barrel building and mm. compost bins. I mean, we do all those kinds of things. We do dog walks. We have organized dog walks in case people want to, like, get their dogs used to being, like, you know, um, mm. friendly and know how to be around other dogs and other people with the organized dog walks where you can show up with your dog and, and hike with, with a group of people. Um, so we do all kinds of programming like that. Um, um, I think you mentioned this, the snowshoes. You know, during the winter we, we lead clinics on how to ski, cross-country ski, and how to use snowshoes. And <laughs> we have a rental program, so if you want to come and try it, you can rent them and use them on our property. I and then we come do, you watch know, some Lisa do that. <laughs> and we try and do some, you know, right. seasonal projects. Like for right, right now, we own a historic barn on the one end of the property, yeah. and so this summer the exhibit is a photography ex- ex- exhibition. So it's we ask community oh, nice. members to submit their photos that they had taken on our property. 
and um, we had sort of a, a jury and, and some local members of the photography club and have this beautiful exhibit. And it really is fun to see. We call, It's called Through Your Eyes, so it's through the mm-hmm. public eyes, how they see Asbury Woods. And so there's everything oh. from pictures of insects to birds to people to the creek to every season. Um, and I think it just really captures, you know, that Asbury Woods experience is whatever you want to make it and how you see it. Um, mm. So, you know, we have that going on each summer. We typically have done an exhibit I, of I, You know, sort. I love that because when people That's do smart. photography, and Margo, mm-hmm. I know Margo second me on this, you start to observe and you'll take photos of plants. You come back and look at it, and this is the beauty of Instagram and everything, too. You're like, what is that? And um, so I love that you're doing that, and I have to thank you because I'm still part of iNaturalist. I'm way behind on my map, but I'm still mapping oh. all the <laughs> critters and, and plant species on iNaturalist through the Seek app. And mm-hmm. and Jennifer is the one who's got me, in, and it, I'm like a sucker on it. It's terrible. And I've, <laughs> I, I mean, some of this stuff is used – some of these photos you upload to there actually get used for uh, bio-citizenry or whatever, citizen science and projects. Yeah. And I actually have friends who have a bed and breakfast in Arkansas. We've like, there's photos of hummingbirds and barred owls, and then they got registered into some science thing. And then a whole bunch of scientists came to the B&B to, to study their hummingbirds. Like, Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, it's it's awesome. This is, and this is all because I'm telling, you know, we're all talking outside with Jennifer, and I'm like, yeah, you know, kids are addicted to their phones, and there's this. She goes, no, well, over here, we use them as a positive thing, and this is how we use them. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah we've really tried to that. integrate yeah. in our tech, in in our school-based programming, because we have, you know, we're trying to recognize that um, these don't have to be exclusive zones, right? Let's let's recognize the fact that if kids are coming, they're going mm-hmm. to have their phone. So how can we use it? And so they can take pictures, and and that's one way to appreciate. They can use you know these apps like Seek and all kinds of other citizen science things like eBird. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can use our phones as our compass, right? I mean, how many Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts have really learned to use a compass? Well, most likely it's your phone compass you're going to have with you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. let's talk about in real terms how these don't have to be mutually exclusive. Um, they can be; it can be compatible to use technology as part of your nature experience and, and part of learning more about nature. Um, so That's yeah, smart. Sure. yeah, it's smart because yeah. we tend to, as human beings, do all or nothing, and I really learned that. You 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 really changed my mind on that when we came there. I was like, oh yeah, use what is now, just use it in a different way. It's how you utilize mm-hmm. it. And that's, I think, the story of the land, too. And so you've got all these programs, and you mentioned the, the uh, barn, but you have these meadows. Because do you have more than one meadow that you're restoring? That, or am I – because I, I could swear you've done more than one restoration project, or is it the same meadow and it just it um, takes time to restore? So, so right now we're just doing one meadow area. We have two sort of meadow areas on two different parts of the property – one is um you know well 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 established and functioning and and we kind of can keep it um under control ourselves um another area of the property and it goes back to when it was still owned by the school district had really been let go for so many years that it was really going through sort of that natural succession process where much more woody shrubs and bigger trees were becoming established it was getting overrun with 
some invasives like multiflora rose. And so, you know, if, it, if we kept letting it go, it, you know, we would have had, you know, essentially another forest area on our hands in a certain number of years. And, you know, we have plenty of forests here. We wanted to keep an established meadow area for birds and small mammals and butterflies and bees and, and all the things that, that benefit from that meadow habitat. So, you know, it, it's hard because it's, it's pretty drastic when you, you know, half of it is, is, is cut down right now. It's, it's a really drastic maneuver. Um, but the goal long term is that it gets back to um, – a meadow that does that we get rid of a lot of that multiflora rose. We can reseed it with native grasses and wildflowers, and then it can be something we can maintain on an annual or semi-annual basis, and um, you know, sort of keep back the forest. Um, mm. You know, we have plenty of mm. forest, and 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 you know, we're committed to try and maintain a diversity of habitats within our acreage. So, yeah, so that's what. Um, that meadow wow. area restoration is all about right now. Wow. And it's going to take us several years, you know, to, to get there, several say. years. It, it can't be overnight, you know? No. Um, no. Something like that. And so are the public able to view the progress or connect with it so they understand those different stages? Yeah, so we have, I mean, the trails adjacent to it, there's, there's grassy trails. Um, so it's kind of like if you could picture sort of four quadrants where there was, grown-up areas, and then we mow some grass in between as the trail. So people are still able to walk on those grassy trails, and we have a ton of signage up that just says restoration in progress with a QR code. So as the project progresses, every time you scan the QR code, if there's an update, you know, of what stage we're in, it'll take you to the latest information um, on the project. That's awesome. But we're just at stage one. We're only two weeks into stage one, so... You know what? I remember when everyone says QR codes aren't going to do anything, and now look after during COVID, that's how you could order your food, and now like we're seeing more and more of that in conservation and for parks. Um, you know, especially because a lot of parks don't have the staff, you know, mm -hmm. funding issue wise, and it's like put a QR code up, and you can take these interpretive tours and learn stuff. Um, you know, we're even we're interviewing a tea company, Nepal Tea. You can order their tea, and the tea comes packed, and you click, you look at the QR code, scan in the QR code, and you can see who packed the tea in Nepal. Right. It's it's, it's amazing. <laughs> That's like, so incredible. I'm just yeah. say, for all you naysayers of QR codes, look at them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I love that, Marco. I wanted to go back to you on this. You're a big part of why we do this show. Any, any questions or, or comments and what they're doing in Asbury Woods other than you know you need to go? Mm. Um, the only question that came to mind is getting uh, local universities involved in um, your conservation work. Um, hmm. that's a, it's, it's more of a suggestion because then it opens up their studies and their understanding and they have hands-on learning uh, that they can take out in the world because this next generation is going to be working with that um, restoration, conservation. Um, so I was just asking if you have any uh, connection with... Uh, Junior colleges, colleges on on yes. this area. 
Yeah, I mean, we do have a couple. Um, we certainly, it's something on our radar that we could do more and some more formalized things, um, some more formalized programs. But we do have, in particular, one local university who currently owns a section of the property. Oh, wow. And we're in the process of mm. purchasing it from them because we've sort of, we've maintained it all these years, but they own it, and part of our trail system goes through it. So we are working, we have a, um, a, a Department of Conservation and Natural Resources grant that we received, and we're working on our local match fundraising to purchase that property from them. Because if once we own it, it will be a part of our land trust and conserved rather you mm-hmm. know, the university right. owning it. They could sell it or, mm-hmm. or anything. But anyways, because they have owned that property, they use it pretty extensively with their students, and there's um, – some of their professors have some long-term um, research projects going on on the property that they bring their mm. students out to every year. So we do have some of that happening, like I said, particularly with that university since we have such a strong connection with them. Excellent. That's cool. Excellent. I love that I, because that's, I think, that's the thing is you've got such a um, – it, it's Asbury Woods is for all ages, but I really love that you're also doing the, the young kids and getting them engaged on the level – what they can understand so that they can foster that for their life, you know, as they move forward. With with everything that's kind of going on, not kind of, is happening in the world, for kids right now, I think it's a very stressful time. I really do. And as I look at teens as well. You know, the pandemic, how do you explain a pandemic? And, scary. And all of that's yeah. happening with death and all of that and, and, you know, school shootings and, you know, I think these places like Asbury Woods allows like a sense of like healing if you need it, but mm-hmm. also this sense of discovery and excitement when you may question, why am I here when everything's going crazy around me? And for youth, it's a scary thing. And I think even adults are having a hard time. What do we do with our, what do we say? How do we, you know, deal with all of this and climate change is a scary thing for kids depending on their age and understanding of course so when you go to a place like asbury woods and get your hands in there i think that really helps doesn't it i mean absolutely i mean when you're talking about like our kids and and sort of you know um with the pandemic the disruption to their lives and and what a kind of scary Mm -hmm. and confusing moment things things are right now especially for kids i think about last week so you know, I'm the executive director. Most of the time I'm in the office, you know, managing all these projects and people and HR and all those things. But um, a couple weeks during the summer, sort of one of my pet projects is we started this um, trailblazers camp a couple of years ago where the kids bring their mountain bikes. And we spend the, it's for middle schoolers. We spend the week hiking and biking on the trails. And so last week was one of my two weeks where I get to play camp counselor. And I had cool. – 13 middle school boys. It just happened they were all boys this particular week. <laughs> you and, go, girl. <laughs> it's great. But, you know, we spent the week hiking, biking, playing in the creek. We did a um, <laughs> we did a trail maintenance project. We built, like, a corduroy section over an area that's really muddy. And I kept teasing the kids. I'm like, you didn't even realize your parents signed you up for, you know, and I'm now using you for child labor here. We're, I'm making you work. But they <laughs> – They're carrying logs and they're, you know, stuffing the mud in between the logs and they're using shovels and rakes and tools. And it was just 
I'm like, this is what it's all about. This is what mm-hmm. kids. This is what these kids need. They're just out here. They're working together. They're playing together, and they're just being kids. They're laying in the creek, letting the creek wash over them. They're like. They, I don't know, they go across the creek bank and they made up like two different tribes, you know, basically. <laughs> I mean, they just had so much fun being outside. Yeah. They're figuring out how to ride mm-hmm. their mountain bike up and down these hills. Some of these kids have never rode their bike on a trail before in their life, and they're trying to figure out, okay, now how do I try this new thing and get out of my comfort zone? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think kids need that. I, kids have always needed that, but they really mm-hmm. need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It gives them some responsibility, like, oh, I can be part of something bigger. And Mother Nature is big. She's a big lady, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with so many parts. And when you can feel part of it and, and accomplish something, right, isn't it doing something always, you know, when you don't yeah. do anything. I always say this on shows, my favorite quote, Joan, Joan Baez, action is the antidote to despair, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I say that proudly today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. say that. Well, I mean, these kids went home tired, and they made new mm-hmm. friends. And like I said, we 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 fixed this section of trail because we talk about like you yeah. know if you're going to be a user of these kinds of things, it doesn't just happen magically that this all gets taken care of. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's because people give of their time, their money, their expertise to maintain places like this. It doesn't just happen. And so, yeah, if you're going to be a user, we're asking you to give back in some way. Yeah, because if you're walking on the trail and you see trash, and you love this trail, you're going to go see, ooh, did this wildflower bloom. Now you're getting these connections. If you keep going back, you, get, you can connect to the land. Like you do when you, you walk your garden, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best thing about pet sitting across the country, one of them, the animals first, right? But you're, in the, you're pet sitting across the country. You get to be part of, like, nurturing the garden and Nancy and I are out there like three times a day at least to make sure each plant is okay, you mm-hmm. know, and then, oh, are you going to bloom? Are you going to bloom now? Are you going to, you know, <laughs> so there's that thing. And it's the same thing and on trail. That you, we really you, yeah, do we name go them all. You, yes, we talk to them. <laughs> and when you go on the trails, it's the same thing. You get to know certain plants. Oh, this, you know by the yep. season what they're going to do. And you'll start to know right. that certain birds nest in this area. And you get to be connected in that way. And then if you go and someone has left a piece of trash, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave it for the nesting baby birds? Or are you going to pick it up and take ownership of that land? That's becoming a steward. And you guys really do it. You you made a big impact. Personally, to me, I had a big impact. It just was such a, it was an impact to my life going there. And mm-hmm. I oh, felt like it's good again. And now I'm, you know, just like every time I get your press releases, I'm like, oh, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Well, you know, well I have pets that need, ba- need pets that once in a while. I'll let you know. You can okay, come we're coming. Okay. <laughs> we're coming. We're coming. Hey, listen, we just played with donkeys, you know. We've done donkeys, tortoises, <laughs> right. guinea pigs, chickens, guinea fowls, cats. Dogs, I know it's fun, but I love rule. I love what you're doing, Nancy and I both. And so I'm just I we should have brought you on sooner. That's all I have to say on that. We should have brought you on sooner. But oh, thank no, you. This is great. Yeah. Thank you so much. You've got so many programs. I encourage everyone to go to the website asburywoods.org. One day we'll get Bruce Springsteen out there to perform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
you know, just go out there. But uh, it is beautiful. Uh, also, if you go to Erie, Pennsylvania, go see our friends over at the Spencer House Bed and Breakfast. Uh, Lisa and Steve, they're awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah, I remember Courtyard Winery. We went to uh, the brewery. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. You guys have you have a ton there. And There's you guys lots have to do. Too. Yeah, it is, I would say, a very good family destination. Wouldn't you say, Jennifer? It's a family place, you know? Oh, it's a really family-oriented place and really Mm -hmm. a livable place. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, we have the four seasons, but you know what? I mean, I can take, I, like I can that. be on the lake on my kayak in 10 minutes in the morning. And in the winter, cool. I can be at a ski resort from my house in about 35 minutes. You wow. know, it's wow. like, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you just, and like, if you just embrace it, you're like, wow, this is really awesome. I get to experience yeah. all this throughout the year. Hmm. So. And you can go get, go to the Sugar Shack, right, when you're there. So visit Erie.com. Oh, yeah. You can, listen, you can Erie, smell Pennsylvania. all the maple syrup Gotta, boiling. Mm. I gotta give them a shout out. But this is so cool. Like you've got so you can go on boats, you can do public art trails. And I heard, is this true? I think Chris was telling this. Uh, Chris from Visit Erie on the show. She was last year too. I, I I thought you guys were all last year, but it's not true. Things blur by fast. <laughs> um, but isn't it true? Like if you go shopping in Erie, you don't pay sales tax on clothes. Or something like that? Oh, yeah. Pe- yeah. It, Pennsylvania does not have sales tax. I think there's a couple cities, like the city of Pittsburgh might, might or certain counties. But in general, um, Pennsylvania does not have sales tax on clothes. So Listen, that's everybody. That's a true story. Having just been in the Ooh. Pacific Northwest, I'm going to say that's a complete opposite. <laughs> 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 no offense to the Pacific Northwest, which is beautiful and awesome. But with all the prices going up and everything, you may want to go check out a state that's being really kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And pre-pandemic, we'd have buses and buses from Canada come across to go to the mall and go shopping, you know, just for the wow. no, for no tax. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, that's, that's cool, cool, man. I love that. And listen, it's, you know, things are opened up again. So, you know, hopefully that will all, you can see Canada from, from Erie. You can, like, depending on where you go. <laughs> yeah. You can see, you can, you yeah. can see out. It's, it's a trip, man. We did that at a, the Courtyard Winery. You took us all into the vineyards through Welch's great vineyards and stuff too. It's cool, man. I yeah, love it on a out clear there. day. If you're up high on the bluff, you can yeah, you can see Canada. And one of our cool. favorite experiences on the tour for sure, Erie, Pennsylvania. And we want to go mm-hmm. back. Um, Asburywoods.org. Everyone's the website. And um, I, I'm, I've got to ask you, a nonprofit. You have all these programs. Can do do people donate? Is that how it keeps you funded? I know you've got to get grants and stuff, but like. Can, you know. Yeah, donations from individuals is um, a big part of our funding mix. And, um, yeah, people pay to come to programs and gift shops and grants, but individual donations are a huge driver of our budget that allows us to do so much free programming. So that is always um, something yeah. that we are appreciative of, yeah. Hmm. And also, yeah. Um, it is Pollinator Week. It ends in a couple days here. Um, and. They do a very good job of, uh, they have a monarch garden, a butterfly garden. They have bees. Uh-huh. You guys um, are, I mean, the root Oh, my garden. gosh, our bees, like, have swarmed, I think, twice already this year. It's really oh, fun wow. to watch in our observational hive, yeah, because you see them. You're like, oh, my gosh, look at all this activity. Yeah. Cool. So, it's a lot of fun. Okay, we're coming mm. to see you again. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> i got to go I'm back. I'm coming, too. <laughs> cool. you, you got to come on. Come on, let's go for a road trip. Oh, Marco, you yeah. would love it there. Come on, Marco. You're going back. I would love year. it. Yeah, yeah, you got to go. You got to go. It's beautiful. You will. Ap- 
I couldn't believe it. Mm. Like my jaw dropped when we got out of the car. I went, I had no idea. You know what I mean? So it is, it is, it is one of those places that are just, we have gems across America. And and I'm so glad you're on the show, Jennifer, today, because really, I think we talk so much about negative stuff in the news. And sometimes I'm just like, we need these places to have the biggest Mm -hmm. spotlight. Because you're making huge changes in the world. And for kids, there's far more good. Yeah. Go to nature. And we're lucky. I'm reminded every day all these smiling campers show up and they're excited Mm -hmm. and they're walking around with their, you know, Mm -hmm. nature art and they're coming in dirty and tired from hikes and exploring. So it's, yeah, it's really uplifting to see all that positivity and kids excited. um, And and kids with dirt under their fingernails. That's the most important thing. (laughs) All kids need dirt under their fingernails. So do adults. And I have dirt under my fingernails because I can't get rid of the donkey. I mean, it's fun to get (laughs) dirty. It's really fun to get dirty. I like it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, Everyone also, please keep up with Margo and her beautiful work. She talks about wrapping yourself in nature. Go to Carrera fineartgallery.com. Of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Mark goes on with the show, but there's every uh, fourth, there's uh, Friday, every fourth Friday, I'll get my day straight. Uh, we do the Nature Connection show next month in July. We're going to be chatting with Sam Hodder. He'll be back on the show. He is from this, he was the executive director of the Save the Redwoods League, and we're going to talk about some of the trail programs they've done. They've done so much for the Redwoods, and Ed and I were lucky we just went through the Redwoods a few months ago, and um, you you got to go hug a tree. you got to hug a redwood, man. They're awesome. <laughs> so we're going to be chatting with him. And because we're talking about Asbury Woods, so we had to go to Hawaii for our music. You know, that's what happens. Uh, so we're going to play. <laughs> well, Makana is an amazing, amazing musician. He's one of the top ten uh, swacky guitarists. He's one of the top guitarists of the world. And... Um, I encourage you to go to the website, com. He's touring all the time. He's on tour now. Uh, one of his latest albums is A Hawaiian Interlude, and this is a song called Forest Walk. He is big on the environment. He has done so much for Hawaii. Mm. Um, so we always want to play his music and, because we love it, but also want to thank mm-hmm. him for all of his work. He is a musician that um, stands behind his words. You know, what he writes, he stands up for and um, not only yep. performs, but he rallies communities together. He's done so much over the years. So, uh, aloha to you and thank you, mm. Makana. So, here it is, Forest Walk. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us. Absolutely. It was great to talk to you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. you thank you, too. Marco. You take care and we'll, we'll pick you up soon, okay? We're going to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Okay. Just swing by and grab her. Okay, good. But we're going to Hawaii first, okay? So here it is. That's okay, too. I like that, too. Take care, everybody. Everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Mahalo. That's the word I was looking for. There you go.